Have you ever had a near-death experience? Or perhaps someone you know may have had a near-death experience. Well, if so, we would love to hear your story and have you as a guest on our podcast. For more information, visit nde.world. Again, that's nde.world. We would love to hear your story. Welcome to the NDE World Podcast, where we explore the magical, mystical, and spiritual world of near-death experiences. And now, Ashton Lewis and Daphne Lin. Welcome back to the NDE World Podcast. I am your host, Ashton Lewis, and with me in the studio today, we have Miss Daphne Lynn. How are you, Miss Daphne? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Um, really enjoying the day. Just it's been pretty. We've been outside and just enjoying this Christmas day. Yes, yes. In case you guys don't know, uh, we are the NDE World Podcast, and uh, my lovely hostess here, Miss Daphne, had just mentioned it is Christmas Day. So. Those of you who are new, don't forget to go to nde.world to check out what we do. And we're going to get more to the point of why we're here. And it's going to be a Christmas special like you have never, ever experienced in your life. We're going to challenge your belief system. Probably every belief system that you have pertaining to Jesus, per se, or the Bible, or Christmas. You know, So it's going to be really good. And what we're going to do, we're going to go back to what is known as the oldest manuscript that has the any of the original writings of the character we know as Jesus okay mm-hmm. now this actual uh, manuscript is often referred to as the Aramaic Matthew the gospel of the 12 and also the gospel of the Nazarenes okay so we're going to be taking the information from this original writings of uh, Jesus's original uh, sayings, okay, that preceded the New Testament, okay, because from what we understand, and we're going to get into it here just a moment, but from what we understand, this information preceded the New Testament, and this is the book that the New Testament was built on, and according to information and evidence or in, in history and things like that, and we're going to break it down and tell you everything that we, you know, wh- where we got it from and, and things like that. But this gospel of the Nazarenes uh, that preceded the New Testament, that the New Testament was built on, uh, there are a few different versions out there. So you got to watch some of the copies. But the one from our research who has the most accurate, according to the actual translations and things like that, you want to make sure you look into, it's called the Gospel of the Nazarenes. Okay. And it's edited and restored with historical documentation by Alan Waters. And it's uh, W-A-U-T-E-R-S. And Rick Van Y, uh, W-Y-H-E. So that's the actual version. It's supposed to be the most accurate. And uh, we're going to we're gonna look into it. And what we're going to do, we're just kind of get, just to spend a little bit of short time on uh, the book itself. We're not going to go into it because that could be for a whole different episode. But we're going to, that way you'll understand where we're getting this from. And then we'll build up to the actual top. 10 most misleading, powerful scriptures that so many people believe um, and, and, and will stand for and defend for 
when the truth is you guys may possibly be believing a lie okay yeah so you decide that after the show yeah and we're actually going to tie in some of the uh nde information taken from this book because in the ndes there are many 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 that talk about having met yeshua the source um, and also about reincarnation and the light we are going to take this information from this book yeshua's all together jesus sayings and bring it to light because this book is not very well known we stumbled across it through another book that had mentioned nazarene so or a scene and we're just like, well, what is in a scene? And it led us down a path that has really just opened up our eyes and brought us this information of some of the more defined teachings of Yeshua uh, than what you see in the modern Bible. Yes. And for those of you who out there who aren't very familiar with the name Yeshua, um, that is also, you know, the name the, the for, for Jesus, but it's actually the Hebrew name. It's uh, for Joshua. So technically, the English name for the Son of God would be Joshua. You know, or e- even I've even heard it, he, uh, him called Joseph. Uh, that's a different story. But the point is, um, according to the Gospel of the Nazarenes, okay, that's that's what we're going to refer to the Gospel of the Nazarenes. And sometimes you'll hear us say Yeshua, okay, and and you'll hear us say Jesus, but Either way, I use both. We're, yeah. we're referring to the same person. That way, we'll all know what we're, we're, you know who we're talking about. So, let me read a little bit here about the actual Gospel of the Nazarenes. Okay, um, it says the Gospel of the Holy Twelve, also known as the Gospel of the Nazarenes, is believed by some to be the gospel described by many commentators of the early church as the original teachings of the Nazarene called Christ. Evidence suggests that the Gospel of the Nazarenes is a derivative of the original New Testament source from which the Christian doctrine was taken and later tampered with. First through fourth century, church fathers and historians referred to a document that predates the New Testament and served as the source for all later interpolations and interpretations. This Gospel proves to be the oldest of all accounts of the life of Jesus. Yeah, and I let me tell you when I got this book and I read this book, it was I was already awake, but this one just really just popped it all in full force for me. I mean, it was like I had so many aha moments in reading this and it's just something we want to share with you guys because truth is out there and you just have to dig and search for it. Right, and, and to, to really set the stage, okay, here's here's where you guys got to really understand this, okay? And you can take it if you want it, you know, put it to the side and get it later or just reject it. It's up to you, okay? But, if it resonates, but, take absolutely. it. Absolutely, if it resonates, take it. We're, we're just going to share the information with you, okay? Yes. So let's take a few that uh, scriptures that where Christ himself had said, okay, taken from the book of Nazarenes, where he talked about the future where, you know, the church and, and, and these people would come in and start changing the original teachings of oh, God, you know yeah. of, of the Messiah of, of Yeshua, and uh, you know they were actually called the Way, but we're gonna we'll talk about that later. So let's go ahead and start with this first one right here, and we'll just take turns, Daphne. We've got, we've got a couple of them just to, just to set the stage. 
Okay, but this one here is uh, taken from the, uh, the Gospel of the Nazarenes. It's 44.7. It says, But there shall arise after you men of perverse minds who shall through ignorance or through craft suppress many things which I have spoken unto you and lay to me things which I never taught. Sowing tares among the good wheat which I have given you to sow in the world. Then shall the truth which is the law endure the contradiction of sinners for thus it has been and thus it will be but the time comes when the things which they have hidden shall be revealed and made known and the truth shall make free those which were bound okay so that's one uh there's another one right here it says that i have set you as the light of the world and as a city that cannot be hid but the time comes here it goes when the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people and the enemies of truth and righteousness shall rule in my name and set up a kingdom of this world and oppress the peoples and cause the enemy to blaspheme, putting from my doctrines the opinions of men and teaching in my name that which I have not taught and darkening much that I have taught by their traditions. But be of good cheer for the time will also come. Okay, and this ties in what's happening around us right now. There is an awakening. All right. It says that also be of good cheer that the time will also come when the truth they have hidden shall be manifested and the light shall shine and the darkness shall pass away and the true kingdom shall be established, which shall be in the world, but not of it. And the word of righteousness and love shall go forth from the center. Even the holy city of Mount Zion and the mount which is in the land of Egypt shall be known as an altar of witness unto the Lord. So that, that one there was just talking again about how men are going to come in and start giving you their own opinions and start changing the doctrines and giving you their own, you know. So that's what's happened to the world, especially with, with groups like Christianity. Um, we've got one more here. I'll wrap it up real quick, and then we'll jump over to our subject at hand. Um, it's, um, it says that Jesus said unto them, You hypocrites, Isaiah spoke well of you and your forefathers, saying that these people draw near to me with their mouths, and they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. For in vain do they worship me, teaching and believing, and teaching for divine doctrines the commandments of men in my name, but to satisfy their own lusts. You know, so... Again, it's just letting you know there are people that's going to be tampering with, with scriptures and stuff. So this, as far as we know, is because a lot of this stuff was hidden in a lot of the uh, the caves over in Qumran and was, wasn't discovered until the re recently, until the early, uh, it was actually mid-late 40s, I think it was. And so all, all of this original material was preserved while the church was out slaughtering people to create Christianity. Okay, that's why we have the actual, the Inquisition. Just look into the Inquisition, okay, and the Crusades and things like that. They, it's, the it's bloodshed deeper than that. that Christianity is the built bloodshed on. bloodshed, exactly. You know, Christianity that's is not a blood love. cult. Exactly. A lot of people don't look realize, at it like that. They, they don't, don't realize that, that when yeah, they say, it, oh. so much evolved around blood and sacrifices and, and you, you know, drink my blood, you know, eat, you know, eat my body, drink my blood. That's metaphorically, but they still drink my blood and... 
Um, also, the you know his blood. You got to be covered by the blood to be able to live. You know, my and, mother used to say that a lot. You know, and, and there you know it's so if you got to understand that blood, it's it's not it's a blood cult. You know, we are spiritual creatures. We should be more into the spiritual things like you know Jesus or Yeshua truly was. Okay, he wasn't into all this other you know the physical stuff in the body and things like that. Right. You know, but my mother used to say that and. I didn't think nothing about it I, I, because I was in religion under the, the doctrine of religion. I, I realized what that meant. But now having my awakening, I realized that that's not something you truly want to be a part of as a blood cult. Yeah, think about it, guys. We were that's almost we up there with sa- like sa- Satanism. It's, it's, it's not a know? natural world. Well, Christi- I mean, uh, Catholicism and Christianity, is, there are links, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> This stuff is very dark. It's very linked, but you know, yeah, you have to be careful with this kind of uh, subject. And let's let's put a disclaimer out there: we love you all, and we are not religion bashers, and we're not here to, you know, to uh, to bash anybody's religions. But we no, will not at all. challenge your belief systems, okay? Because that's all it is. It's all BS. And this is all all from uh, older manuscripts that the Bible was based on. So Correct. we're here to bring light to your world. Absolutely. That, that's what this that's what this is about. So we just want to bring that to your attention. So so Jesus told us um, that you know there will be people that's going to come and tamper with things. So the Bible the Bible, the modern day book that we call the Bible has been tampered with. It does not have the original writings in it and it has been tampered to make and take a man and turn him into a God to create a religion, to pacify an empire, to bring peace, okay? And at that time, this is all historical. The proof is there. You just got to look into it. We're going to be touching base on a lot of that. So Mm -hmm. just keep in mind the scriptures have been tampered with, all right? So with that thought in mind, all right, uh, one of the things you want to keep in mind is all throughout scripture, when the term that son of man is used, it's not only used for Jesus himself, but in many, many cases, it's also used for all of humanity. When he, when, he, when he talks about the sons of man or the son of man, it's also referring to you, me, or any of us. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Uh, some people think the son of man is just him, but um, be mindful that it does refer to all of us. Okay, so before we begin, you've got to understand three things. Okay, so let's, let's, let's really break this down. Number one. What is law? Okay, Miss Daphne, let's let's start breaking this down with this first question here. Okay, and then we'll we'll get into uh, the other other questions. But let, let me give you the questions. First question: What is what is law? Number two: What is truth? Number three: What is the way? Okay, we are going to answer those for you guys. Let's look at the first one: What is the law, Miss Daphne? You want to maybe open up with some of that stuff there, and then we'll uh, we'll really start diving deep into it. Well, let, let's break down the letters of the law. What do they stand for? L, land. A, air. W, water. What do those things consist of? The earth, the world, nature around us. That is God, unity in everything. The yes. law. So keep that in mind. Very well said. I like how you said that. So... According to the Gospel of the Nazarenes and according to Jesus himself, the law is what we call God, okay, or the Lord, or the source, or the nature. spirit. It's nature. It is nature, yes, and we're, getting, we're fixing to get into that here in just a moment. 
So in the book of the Nazarene, uh, uh, it, it says that blessed be the Lord, which is interpreted as blessed be the law. Okay, mm-hmm. so one must understand the law. Now, we're not talking about man's law, like the law of Moses, okay, or this law, that law, or whoever come up with this. We're not talking about any kind of man's laws, okay. We're talking about the law of nature, okay, which is what we call God. Nature and God are the same thing, and, and I'll explain. And let's think about this for a second. If you're anything like I am, I love to be out in nature. I feel closer to the Creator when I'm out in nature. I feel closer to Source. Everything around me. I mean, I love being in nature. And now I understand and know why I like being in nature. Because we are all one. We are one with nature. We are God. We are one with God. So that's why... I love being in nature. I realize that now. It's it's a whole new world for me out there when Absolutely. I go sit in the nature. Yeah, and, and, and so many people have gotten away from that, Daphne, and that's why we have so many issues in the world, believe it or not, is because we have gotten away from our God, nature. <laughs> right, know? yeah. Uh, so now Daphne had touched on the acronym LAW, L-A-W, land, air, water. We know in Scripture that the first man was told to Take dominion. Uh, take dominion over the land, the air, and the water. Okay. In other words, it talks about the animals. Okay. The birds of the, the air. The creator created all of the animals. Okay. That would be the land. He created all the birds of the air. Okay. So that's that's the air, and he created all the fish of the of the seas. That's the water. Now, land, air, and water, and we're supposed to be in dominion, yet in harmony with all of that. And dominion only means. It's our responsibility of all of these creatures and brothers and spirits and souls and beings on this earth. We are supposed to have the intelligence above all, although we all are kindred souls and none of us are better than the other in that, in that regard. However, we are supposed to have the intelligence to take care of the land, to take care of the air, to take care of the water. Okay, mm-hmm. it was told to you know take it right there in the in the beginning of the scriptures, where the Elohim um, had told us to, you know, uh, to take care of the land, air, and water. Now, let's take a look at nature. Okay, nature comes from the uh, Egyptian word uh, nature. All right, and uh, it is God. Okay, N T Y R. If you want to look it up, it's spelled N. Yeah. T-Y-R. Uh, it says that it, it is nature. the Egyptian word for nature. It also is used, it is the word that is used for God. Okay. The word, How beautiful. It is. The word is nature, where we, where, that's where we get our English word nature. So we're going to set the foundation, okay, by what is the law? Well, the law is God. The law is everything, which is nature. Nature is everything. You are a part of nature. Every animal is part of nature the earth the sun the moon everything that is natural everything that man hasn't tampered with or man hasn't came in and (laughs) ruined or damaged or destroyed or something you know because we've gotten pretty good at that but anything of the natural world is what we call god now you have to understand this is what yeshua jesus all these guys understood this and they taught this okay now it came in later that God was this, you know, this being sitting on a throne and in the highest heavens and all. But the truth is, it can be anything it wants to be. But you are God, which we're going to tie into that. 
just as much as Jesus is. The difference between you and him is he actually knew it. Right, exactly. You know, and that's one thing that we learn from these NDEs is so many of these experiencers come back saying they are one with, they are part of, that we are God here on this physical plane. We are spiritual beings having a physical existence. Exactly, yeah. Or or a physical experience. You know, experience, Because even yeah. a, a spiritual spirit has an existence, you know. So. Right, yeah. So really... We are all spiritual beings, okay, having a physical experience. Now, keep that in mind. Are you part of nature? Yes or no? Answer. It's just a simple question. Okay, all of you guys that are listening, you know, are you a part of nature? Yes or no? You don't have to answer that, but I'm asking you, you know, just think about it. Now, if you are a part of nature, and if nature is God, okay, then you are a part of God. That's how you can say that you are what we call God. You have to understand when we talk about God, that God is everything. God is in the all. It's in the air we breathe, the, the source of every all, all of life as we know it. You know, it's what we call God, you know, but it's more of a source. It's an energy. It's, <laughs> I don't know, what, what, how, how do you want to even start on that? But the point exactly. is. Exactly. And it's like these end of years come back saying, you know, it, it's hard to put into words that, you can describe that people's really going to understand, but we're so limited with our words to make it understandable. So I get that. It's, it's hard to put into words when, when you can get out there in nature and connect and be that one with everything. I mean, go outside in your backyard, go out to the beach, go to the mountains, go to the lake. These things draw you closer to the creator, to the one, to source. Because you are in... Because God. you're part of it. You're in nature. Exactly. When you go out and you do those things, you're in God. You can do experience that. And then, you know, you can even go to those altered states of meditations and stuff way better than a lot of the oh, nature yes. and natural places, you know. So Tell just keep that more. in mind. As we go through uh, all this this whole program that we're going to be doing today, the, all these topics, a lot of them refer to the law, okay? And according to this book, we're not referring to the law of Moses. We're not referring to any kind of man's laws, Okay. We're referring to the law, what we call God, the law of nature, land, air, and water. Okay? Yeah, so any so. any of these scriptures that we, we read out today from this uh, gospel of the Nazarene, when we say law, it is going to be nature. Oh, it is God. not going to be man-made right. or, or Moses' law. Yeah, it Beautiful. is definitely going to be nature. Correct. So we just want to kind of get that out there just to get the definition clear. So that takes care of number one, what is law? Okay, uh, now the next question here we have is what is truth? Miss Daphne, would you like to tackle that one for us? Sure. That that has been one of the best chapters in this whole book for me. Um, it, it is under the subheading, what is truth? Um, and it says, according to their capacity to understand and receive, the one truth has many sides, the one sees with one side only, and the other sees the other. And some see more than others according to what is given them. And it goes on to say, Behold this crystal, how one light is manifest in twelve faces, uh, yea, four times twelve. And each face reflects one ray of light, and one regards one face, and another sees another. But it is the one crystal and the one light that shines in all. But to each it is given the truth, and is the one mind, and as the one mind sees it, 
and for for that time till a higher truth shall be revealed to the same and to the soul which receives higher light shall be given more light wherefore condemn not others that you do not con- be condemned Tr- uh, the truth as a ladder as many steps for the salvation and perfection of the soul and that which seems true today you will abandon for the light of a higher truth tomorrow press into perfection as i have received the truth so i have given it to you let each receive it according to their light and ability to understand and persecute not those who receive it after a different interpretation Okay, let's break that down real quick. There's, there's a few things in there. For, yes, there are so many beautiful scriptures right in there. a lot to take right in, in too, especially if you're not really used to a lot of this information. Um, I like how he says that truth is, is revealed to people according to their capacity to really process it, okay? What you may think is true today, you may not believe as a truth tomorrow because as your mind expands, as your spirit grows, as you mature then you, your mind opens up to accept more truths, okay? Right, that's why it says is uh, to their capacity to understand it. Absolutely. So if you, if, and if you take everybody, okay, and here's the beauty of it. We all have a truth. I've got a truth. You have a truth, okay? Everybody has a truth, all right? And I like the illustration here where it says that, Jesus says that the one truth has many sides. Depending on where you're at in your walk, okay, is a truth to you. You're, that's your reality. That's your truth, okay? It may, it may be the same as mine. It may be different from mine, okay? Maybe the same as this person over here or different, but you know, chances are I would think everybody's is different, okay? Which I love the analogy of a crystal, okay? Right. He, he took a crystal, and it, you know how a crystal is it's simply a crystal, but if you look at it and, you know, all the different sides and things of it, shapes and walls and everything, it can have many different walls, but like he says, you look. He was using. Uh, Jesus was holding up a crystal, and he said, uh, "Look at this. How this one crystal may have twelve faces, okay? But yet, you know, each 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 face reflects a different light, okay? Just like you, all of us are different faces that reflect different lights. But we're all part of the whole. We're all part of what we call God. All part of the source. Like these are all part of the one crystal. So I did like that. So that's what truth is. You know, truth is like that." Yes, um, exactly. And I'd like to bring out one here that we didn't have on the list right here because it's it's really helps us to understand this a little better. And it says, and that which is seen and received by one is not seen and received by the by another in the same way. That which appears true to some seems not true to others. So we have to remember that we all have a different truth. That's right. And we can't condemn anybody else for seeing differently. We can't judge them for receiving what they've received differently than what we have. Correct, correct. And that's beautiful. Please, guys, understand that. And that's the challenge with most religions. You Don't condemn another soul because of their belief system. Okay, if they're doing good, if they're not harming another, and they are trying to be their best person that they can be, let them live and let them be. You know, it's not for you to push your beliefs or your thoughts or whatever or try to judge them or condemn them. That's what's wrong with the world today. We've got so many people trying to push their ideas and their concepts, their concepts, their dogma, their doctrine, their ideas, and what they think is true on other people. Well, no, right. all of us have truth. We are, are we're all experiencing life the way we need to experience, and that's a truth to us, okay? So don't condemn others 
you know, that you too may not be condemned. Yeah, and I like the way it's brought I really like the way it's brought out here, talking about the light, till a higher truth shall be revealed to the same, and to the soul which receives higher light shall be given more light. We hear That's so right. many of these NDE stories coming back talking about the light. How many times he said in Scripture, let your light shine. Let your light shine. Absolutely. You have to be a light. We are light beings. Exactly. We're yes, trapped in these I bodies, of course. <laughs> yeah, trapped, you know, literally. That, I love how the one guy said it that one time, you know, like, well, if anybody asks you, you know, where do you live? I think he was using an example as court, you know, whatever. In, but, in court here. Yeah. He says, yeah. so where do you live? He says, I, inside this body. I live within the confines of my skin. Yeah, within the confines of my skin. You don't live at a physical address here on any street in a home. You live within the confines of your flesh suit, right. your avatar. You are in it. You don't live in an address. Right. Absolutely. Those are all just things that has been constructed uh, here as humans to be able to function in the world and these vessels that we dwell in. Yes, so because remember, we are yeah, spiritual beings. Are, <laughs> that's where you do, you dwell within the confines of your flesh or your Exactly. Your and there's so much beauty yeah. in that. There is. There really is when you really think about it. Very good. So, so pretty much, truth is, um, uh, and, and when you get into the like the Gospel of the Nazarenes, he says the highest truth is the is the source, the the all parent, the unbegotten, uh, what we call you know God or that source. He's that is the ultimate truth, because no man is at that at that level. Right. You know, but we all have our own truth. Okay. And we can't condemn others as long as we all are growing and everything that's true today eh, may change tomorrow. And then you have some exactly. of those others that never change and you know, that are truth, of course. For you know, me, the, the obvious, those are usually nature. Nature truths don't change. In other words, the right. sun is the sun. The moon is the moon. Trees are trees. That, you know, So those right. things don't change like religions do or people's ideas and concepts. So anyway. Right. And, and, the, and, and in reading this, I can see where I have progressed in my truth oh yes. you know from the doctrine and dogma of religion as to where i'm at now in my walk my higher truth i have abandoned that what i thought was truth then for a higher truth and that's that's the beauty in this you can continue to grow yes and you have to understand you use those different steps to get to where you're at so Exactly. It's not for you to put those down, you know. No, right, I'm, and I'm not. Yeah, no. Oh, oh I know you're yeah. not. I'm just saying you, in general. You know, yes, exactly. Anybody where you know, if you know where you came from, and you have a different, you know, background of different steps, different religions you came in, you still don't have the right to to dog out another religion or put down a religion. That is a belief system that belongs to that person. Right, and that's that their walk. That's why he said, let each receive it according to their light and ability to understand, but persecute not those who receive it different, a different interpretation. That's right. Do not, don't persecute somebody just because they got a different belief system. We, sh we should love all. So that's the answer to what is truth. Okay. Yes. Now, and the, there's so much beauty in that. Is there not? There is. Absolutely. The next question we have to consider is what is the way? The way. Okay, you have to keep this in mind, the way, because all throughout the Gospel of the Nazarenes, they talk about the way. Okay, the way is a way of life. It is a way of living in harmony with the law. Okay, in other words, living in harmony with nature 
In other words, living in harmony with God, okay? And what that usually typically pertains to is uh, living a life uh, of uh, love, peace, love for your fellow man. Uh, do what you can for anybody and everybody that you can. Love all of humanity. Love all of the animals. Don't harm another soul. Don't harm an animal. Don't harm Mother Earth. Okay? Yes. These are very... You know, these are very special beings when you when you get to this level of uh, of living. Yes, and you know, you just brought that up really good. Thank you for sharing that. And tying in this scripture, I just looked down. You know, the spirit guides you to to say things. Sometimes this just happened. Let each hold what they see to be truth in love, knowing that where love is not, truth is a dead letter and profits nothing. Yes. So. That's another thing. And is there Everything not love has to be done in, in nature? Love. Look at all, all the NDEers coming back talking about the love that's on the other side. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when we ask the question, what is the way? We're going we're gonna to get a little bit deeper in what the way is because Jesus, Yeshua, did talk about the way. Um, a lot of people said that he claimed to be the way, which is one of those contradicting things we're going to be bringing out in this, you know, in this episode. But and that's going to be a question number four. So we're going to get to that here in just a second. But uh, just keep in mind the law, okay, which is is God. It's it's nature, all right. Land, air, water. Uh, truth is what we call God. In other words, nature is true. <laughs> it's the ultimate truth. You look out, you know, there's a tree there. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the sun. The sun's true. You look at the water. So so nature is true. So what we call God is truth, okay. And how we see that. Okay, is different for all of us. We are all reflecting that just like a crystal has many faces and reflects different light, we too are reflecting that God within us in our own different way. Yes, yes. So living in the way means eating a certain way, thinking a certain way, acting a certain way. It requires self-discipline. It requires a lot of uh, self-sacrifice. It, it, it is a lifestyle. And that's what these teachers taught. Jesus, Yeshua, and a lot of these great masters taught. Uh, and a lot of them referred to the way. So uh, we're going to get more into what the actual way is here in just a few minutes. So let's go ahead and break things down and take a look at the top 10 most misleading, okay, most deceptive, most powerful scriptures that most people believe, especially in the Christian faith, that has been designed to mislead you, okay, and to take an, uh, a man who was a beautiful soul, who was, who was a son of God, yes, but these scriptures were taken and they turned this human, which is a fellow brother, okay, one of our fellow humans, and they turned him into a God, okay? You don't worship a human in that regard, okay? We all are God, okay? That's, that human is the same God that you are. And this is hard. We're going to be stepping on toes. Like Daphne says, put the boots on because it's going to get deep, okay? <laughs> just keep in mind. Yes, put your boots on, y'all, because this is going to, it's going to challenge you. And it challenged me. But it's good to be challenged because you can really learn a lot when you're challenged. And you can look all this. You go get the book and read it yourself. Yes, you know, and let it, it, it enlighten you. Yeah, this is stuff. And it, 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 it's and in harmony with so many other books and stuff as well. So I don't want to go there, but... And it ties in with so many of the NDEs. Once we go to getting into these, you're going to see that it ties straight in with 
uh, Correct. the NDEs and the teachings that have been taken out of your modern day Bible. Exactly. And that's why we're doing this, because this book of the Nazarenes, the gospel of the Nazarenes or the, or the gospel of the Twelve, it is in harmony with the modern day concept of near death experiences that where these people are experiencing and coming, going on the other side and experiencing and coming back, sharing with us, you see. So the that's modern- why we wanted to really break this down to say that, hey, the the real Jesus that taught this stuff is in harmony with near death experiences. Yes, and know? the religions are not in harmony with even with their own teachings among the different denominations. Right. So we really have to, and that's why we wanted to do this is tied in with the NDEs because there is that thread of truth that runs completely through these NDEs and these teachings that are coming from this book. And there is the threat, you know, there is truth in the Bible, too. Oh, yeah, there is. The divine is in but there, it's but it's, been in, more it's in many with. books. Yeah, but it, we have to keep in mind it has been tampered with, and it took a man and turned him into a god, okay? And that's not, that's, that's, this, when you start to understand who this man really was, that is nothing what he ever wanted, and this is not what he taught, okay? That's what this episode's about, to, to link in that the real Jesus, the real Yeshua that taught a truth that is in harmony with modern day uh, near death experiences than it mm-hmm. is with the religion of the churches. Exactly. So we're yeah, going to well break said. it down. Well okay. said. Let's start at number 10. Number 10, the forgiveness of sins. Okay. Uh, a lot of you don't know this, but Jesus himself says that even you have the ability to forgive sins. Okay. Think about that. Most people says, well, oh, only Jesus can do that because he's God in the flesh. Well, no, um, not according to Jesus's words. Okay, and I'll quote, another spoke to him saying, Master, if one has committed a sin, can a man remit or retain his sin? And Jesus said, God forgives all sin to those who repent, but as you sow, you must also reap. So even though you're forgiven, you're still going to have to reap what you sowed, okay? This will either happen in this world or it will happen in your life review in the world to come, okay? So just just keep that in mind. And we'll be tying this all in together more as we get you know, a little further along. So neither God nor man, keep this in mind, neither God nor man can remit the sins of those who repent nor forsake their sins, okay? Okay. Uh, nor yet retain the sins of those who forsake them. So the a lot of the teachings in the Gospel of the Nazarene says that God himself cannot forgive you. Okay, it's not a matter of if forgiving. You don't yeah, repent. Yeah, you have to change your ways. That's what repent means. You know, change your mind, change your, you know, just change. Turn around and go the other direction, pretty much. At, at the Greek word metanoia yeah. means just really just to change your mind. Yeah. That scripture that you were just reading, it goes on to saying, For all sin is remitted by repentance and amendment, and they are loosed from it for those who forsake it. That's right. So keep that in mind. when you, If you can get rid of your sin, which ties in with the gospel of peace, Jesus tells you how to get rid of your sins then you don't need a savior to save you for your sins. That's not how it happens on the other side. There's nothing about sins. I've, I've never heard anything about sins and all of these thousands of Mm-mm. near-death experiences I've ever. Uh, the life review comes up and you have sins. to feel what others felt. Correct. You know, that's, that's what the sin is. Anything that you do, you know, you're going to have to feel it unless you can fix it on this side. You can fix it on this side. In other words, if you hurt somebody, go to them. All right. 
feel their pain. Let them open up to you and and, and cry with them, uh, hold them, hug them, you know, nurture them. Because, you know, we, we say things, we do things, we harm people. Okay, that's, that's just one little example. If you do something that you're not supposed to do, uh, and we all know what we should do and what we shouldn't do, but, you know, if you've damaged something, fix it. If you broke exactly. it, fix it. If you harm someone, fix it. Because you're, you're going to have to deal with it in the future anyway. You, you, you can't get away because like Jesus, Yeshua says here, you know, God forgives you. Okay. However, you still have to reap what you sow. In other mm-hmm. words, there's nobody there to save you. So those who believe in salvation, uh, that's a whole different subject, you know, for another topic of uh, right. you know podcast and all, but you don't need a savior. Okay. When you start understanding how this stuff fits together. Okay. Um, one that ties in with, with this is, um, from the Nazarene book is all sin against the Lord is forgiven by the Lord and sin against man by man. And that's what we're saying here is in these NDEs, when you go for your life review, you're the one judging yourself because it says, uh, all sin against the Lord is forgiven by the Lord. You are Lord. You're forgiving yourself. You're having to feel what others felt. You have to go through that. And then right here on the earthly plane, sin against man is forgiven by sin against your other, your brother, your sister. You know, we have to remember our spiritual side and that we are Lord and we forgive ourselves in that NDE. Also add a, a final uh, a scripture here where it talks about being able to forgive others, you know, their sins and things like that. Uh, let me quote this here. It says, and behold... They brought in a bed with a man who was taken by palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before Jesus. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in, because of the multitude, they went up on the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his bed in the midst before him. And when he saw their faith, Jesus said to them, listen to this very closely, guys, Man, your sins are forgiven you. All right? Now, the scribes and the Pharisees begin to reason, saying, Who is this which speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but the Lord alone? But Jesus perceived their thoughts, and he answered, saying to them, What do you reason in your hearts? And and this is beautiful. Listen to this. It says, can even the Lord forgive sins if a man does not repent? Who said that I forgive you your sins? No, I said rather your sins are forgiven you. Kind of like we had you know mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Which is easier to say, your sins be forgiven you or to say rise up and walk. But that you may know that a son of the Most High... Not the Son, but a Son of the Most High, has power upon earth to discern and to declare the forgiveness of sins, which ties in earlier. If you're walking in a, a spiritual, you know, path and are spiritually enlightened, you also have the right to say. And if you see another person where their life has changed and they are walking that walk, you can you can honestly say, "Hey, your sins are forgiven, mm-hmm. and sin no more." Exactly, exactly. You know, I want to tie this in with the, him perceiving their thoughts. So many of these NDE stories talk about 
the telepathy that's on oh, that other yeah. side. He right here, he's perceiving what they're even thinking. That's right. That collective that he's still tied in with. He is part I of. I mean, come and on. And that's all throughout scripture where he's speaking up their thoughts yes. and what they're, yeah, yeah. That's telepathy. That's telepathy. I mean, because he was still connected he knew who he was he knew he we was have God. lost ourselves <laughs> along the way yeah so we've got to get back to knowing who we are as well and use his example he you know he, he showed us the way exactly and it was a beautiful example i live by it still okay they questioned him and accused him that he said i forgive you of your sins but he and he he he, he, he spoke right back and he said i did not say that who are you to question me saying that I said that I, I can forgive your sins? I forgive sins. He did, he said, what I said was, your your sins are forgiven. And he goes on to say, anybody who is spiritually mature, okay, if they can see that a person has, has, has manifested those changes in their lives and they are, you know, left that life behind them, okay, they can say with an honest heart and open word that, hey, you know, your sins are forgiven. That's what he's saying here, that even you have the ability to forgive others of their sins. However, you have to be you know, sinless and walking in that high spiritual walk that you have to be. And sinless just simply means don't be doing stuff to harm others or yourself. Right. That's, or, or, or your relationship you know, with source, mm-hmm. pretty much. So, so that's the first one. I know that's kind of that's a little... Yeah, a little pretty basic there, but we, we saved the best for last in case you were wondering, okay? So the next one, number nine, Judas Iscariot was not an original disciple. He was not of the original 12. <gasps> what? <laughs> I yeah. thought the same thing Absolutely. when I read this. I was like, holy crap, yeah. I did not realize that. In reading this account, that he it's it says that he was among them, but he was not of, of them. them. Yeah, he was not named as one of the, one 12, of the disciples. twelve disciples. Yes, yeah. and he said, he, but he did hang out with them, and he yeah. was responsible for the betrayal there at the end. Yes, you know? so but even ha- that is not like it was as presented in the Bible. But we're not going to go there on this episode, right? So, so what has happened in in this twelve? apostles being named one of the ones that's mentioned in the nazarene got deleted out and uh-huh. judas was put in, put in the place, place of, of yes. yes so so the, the truth is there were actually 12 okay uh we're not going to go down and read them but get the book and you can see and um you know and, and judas iscariot levite who betrayed him was also among them okay but he was not of them uh, it said he had not been fully initiated in the mysteries, okay? Yeah. Now, for you baby Christians out there, um, you baby believers and the one that's just coming in, you know, the mysteries are what we're into. It's something I, I really started studying esoteric. and getting into. It's what's called the esoteric teachings of of the Messiah and, and you know, the, the real Christian and Christianity and things like that. Because in the Bible, Jesus talks about having an inner circle, that when he would he would speak in certain parables and illustrations, and, and one of the, the uh, disciples had said, "Why do you teach like this?" He said, "Well, it's it's for those who need to hear it, so they'll know it. You know, a certain group of people are taught a certain way. Those who have ears, who, who hears to, to hear, absolutely, let them hear yeah. it. And and for those others out there who don't know, they're not going to grasp it. Uh, but it goes on all through this that he had an inner circle. You know, those twelve was his inner." circle okay so they had 
the secrets that everybody else didn't have. And that's this book, okay, it's called The Gospel of the Twelve. This was put together from the notes that that original group of 12 men, these are the notes that they wrote down while hanging out with Jesus or Yeshua in his inner circle, okay? Oh, yeah. This is the secrets that didn't get out to the public that made it to the Bible, okay, and has been you know, tampered with and controlled by the powers that be, uh, uh, that you know, behind all of this. And uh, it's it's beautiful. So anyway, uh, let's move on along. Any comments on that, Daphne, before we get too, too much farther? Or? Um, well, I was, I was while you were saying that, I was thinking about Thomas and the, uh, the Gospel of Thomas. Um, he uh, went in with uh, Yeshua, talking with him, and when he came back out to the other 12, he, they said, well, what did he say? And he was like, yep. well, if I told you even one, you would pick up stones to stone me. Right. So those teachings that they weren't ready to, but th he knew that um, Thomas was ready to understand that. So that's why he was brought in that's right. and shared that information with. And that's that esoteric that we are diving deep into to know more than what the baby Christian does. Absolutely. I was a baby Christian many, many years ago, so <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Number eight, Jesus is the rock. The whole Catholic religion, which Christianity is based on, claimed to be have founded by none other than Mr. Peter himself, the disciple Peter, Simon Peter, mm -hmm. the disciple of Jesus. And that's what the church was built on, that you know, and they took a they took a a scripture and kind of twisted it. And I'm gonna quote the actual scripture itself. It's in Matthew 16, 18. He says, and I tell you, Jesus speaking, of course, and I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Okay, that's people read into that. And they say, well, see, it says right there that Jesus said that, you know, I'm building my church on Peter. Peter is the, the, the rock. You know, he's the one the church is built on. Well, that's not what that scripture says. Go back and read it again. Okay, it says, I tell you that you're Peter, but he says on this rock, I will build my church. He was talking to himself, about himself. Yeah. And the gospel of the Nazarene clarifies that, okay? And I'll read right. it. It says, Jesus says, all truth is in God, and I bear witness unto the truth. I am the true rock, and on this rock do I build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And out of this rock shall flow rivers of living water to give life to the peoples of the earth. Okay? So... There you go. Now, I thought that was an interesting one. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, that it was referring to Peter. So that was one that right. was tampered with and changed later on. The, exactly, the original, yeah. it was actually Jesus himself was actually the rock. Exactly. Okay, so so it clearly lets us know that, you know, it was referring to Yeshua yeah, or Jesus and not Peter. Right. Now, something else that you guys may not know about Jesus and Peter um, there is uh, a story in the Bible about the, the fig tree being cursed, being cursed, where Jesus cursed it. Daphne, would you like to tackle that one? Um, oh. I, I want to say that it's in Mark. Would you, would you quote that? I'll I tell you what, let, let me quote it in Mark. And, and if you would just go ahead and sure. quote it from the actual Nazarene. So the, the one okay. in Mark says, um, and those of you who are familiar with the story, it says that the next day they were leaving Bethany. Jesus was hungry. All right. Seeing in the distance, a fig tree in leaf or in bloom, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. 
Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. Okay, so in the Bible, it says that Jesus saw this tree and he cursed the tree because it didn't have no fruit on it. Now, Ms. Daphne, would you like to let the listeners hear what the original writings say about that account, please? Of course, yes. Uh, it picks up right there on the morrow as they were coming to uh, Bethany. Peter was hungry and perceiving a fig tree afar off having leaves thereon. But when he came, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. Peter was angry and said to it, A cursed tree, no man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. And some of the disciples heard it. And the next day, Jesus and his disciples passed by. Peter said to them, Jesus, behold, the fig tree which I cursed is green and flourishing. Wherefore did not my word prevail? Jesus said to Peter, You know not what spirit you are of. Why did you curse that which the Creator has not cursed? And it goes on and on. But right there in that story, I mean, it it, it clearly says Peter. Peter's it, the one that got mad. And, yeah. So... The, <laughs> And looking back on these and reading this, uh, if this was truly the Son of God, Jesus, why would he curse something? We are to love everything and everyone. Why would he condemn anything? Everything he teaches in this whole book is just is love. Exactly. You know, love, love, love. You know, yes. love your fellow A man, loving... love animals, love your plants and trees. This is so right. against his character. Exactly. A loving creator does not condemn someone to torture forever in hell. A loving Messiah is not going to curse his brother or sister, the tree, which he knows he is one with, That's to right. die. Absolutely. Because it is spirit. There you go. So that has been tampered with, guys. It yes. really gets you thinking there. So we are getting ready to get into something really deep here on number seven do we need to put our boots on i think we need to put um waders on uh, what do you call those <laughs> things where you go wading out in the ocean and like covers up your whole body Just go ahead, put on a wetsuit yeah put on a wetsuit <laughs> and, 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 and some armor all right guys this one's going to be tough for a lot of us a lot, a lot of, of us out, out there. there yeah it, it is it's only as hard as to believe as you make it absolutely so number seven, eat no flesh. Okay, <gasps> time after time after time after time. I mean, there's tons and tons and tons and tons. There's too many to even bring up and to write to, to even bring into this the episode. Okay, we picked yes. a few up for you guys. Uh, believe it or not, um, but he he Yeshua Jesus tells you do not eat flesh, do not eat animals, do not kill animals, do not harm animals. Okay, why? Because we were created as vegetarians. <laughs> Yes. We all were. We were created. Humans function most. You want to function at top priority, just eat fruit. Nothing more, nothing less. Don't eat junk food. Don't eat the sugar. Don't eat the soft drinks. Don't eat milk. Don't do dairy. Don't eat meat. Don't do nothing. Fruit. Don't, 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 yes. don't. Eat fruit and you will vibrate at a level you can't even comprehend oh, because yeah. your body will function on, on a, a level because of the, the life. The live the, food. The, the food that you're putting into your body. Yeah. It's alive. It will do things to the body you can't comprehend. So keep that in mind. Right. Jesus was vegetarian, okay? Uh, he was a Nazarite, uh, and he was a Nazarene, which we're going to get into that after a while as well. Part two of this podcast is continued on episode 51.